0: Listeners, I'm Joel B. New, and this is Something New, a musical theatre podcast. But you already knew that, didn't you? I'm recording this intro on a Saturday night, because I'm that cool, having just gotten home from RuPaul's Drag Con, which is just as fabulous as it sounds. If you're following me on Instagram, and you should because I'm delightful, you might have seen me there, sporting a large, customized fan with a Monkey Trouble Unleashed logo emblazoned upon it. Because when you're self-producing, like I am, you never stop promoting your show. It's all about manifesting anyway. If I have swag, then surely I have a show that's going to get picked up for an amazing off-Broadway run, right? I don't know, y'all, the cart is so far before the horse, I don't even see the horse anymore. I don't even remember ever having a horse to begin with, you know? It's just always been me in this cart. And now this fan. I'd like to take a minute to recognize Anne and Aaron Carp. I've recently become fiscally sponsored by Fractured Atlas, and they were able to make a tax-deductible donation to support Monkey Trouble Unleashed. Because of the Carp family, I can pay my director. How novel. What a notion. Anne was there at the inception of Broadway Sip and Sing, a weekly group singing class with wine, aka my favorite side hustle ever. And if you're listening, I love you. Now, take a seat, take a sip. If you'd like to support new work in a tax-deductible way, visit joelbnew.com monkey to find out how and all about the super cool perks, because they are super cool. Or just go there and buy a $15 ticket to the show that's also how you can support new work all right three last things one i realized when i was editing this episode that both ernie prunetta and amy joe jackson have done incredible solo shows at the duplex which is the venue of monkey trouble unleashed the duplex is obviously a breeding ground for breaking new ground that's a lot of ground and two we recorded this episode in a rehearsal room with very thin walls, so please excuse the soprano who I hope got whatever gig she was practicing for. And third, I didn't do a great job of setting up the song in the room, so I will be popping in from the future to do a better job of laying the groundwork. So much ground! Without further ado, here is episode 602 with my friend Ernie pranetta
1: everybody uh, this is
0: joel b new you're listening to something new a musical theater podcast it's my chance to talk with the savviest professionals in the industry mm-hmm. thank uh, you hear their stories premiere brand new songs and get to the heart of what makes them the working multifaceted artists they have come to be and today ladies and gentlemen and everyone in between i'm sitting here with my friend for i did the math today years
1: can we believe that too? <laughs> we can! <laughs> so Ernie, I'm so happy
0: to have you, like, just to like talk to you and get to know you better after years. <laughs> yeah. Guess. What else do you um, want to know? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I have I have bullet points. So where are you from originally, Ernie?
2: Uh, well, I was born in Corpus Christi, Texas, but I moved to McAllen, Texas down in the Rio Grande Valley. Um, which is a border town um, by uh, the Gulf of Mexico and Mexico. Uh, I moved there when I was like in third grade, I think. Okay. And I was there until I left for college where we met at Oklahoma yes. City University. Shout out. <laughs> we actually lived together. Our, our yes, we did. My junior year in, in Casa de Gay. <laughs> yes. So original. So I know. Original. I'm still mad we didn't get a placard for a time. I know. Of our
0: I know. Well, it's not too late. It is not too late. Maybe I'll get you one for the show. <laughs> um, and we've, great. We've also, like, we've, we've collaborated a lot. Mm-hmm. You were in my very first musical that I never talk about. Mm-hmm. That I wrote when I was 20, 21.
2: Opposite Tiffin. Tiffin, Tiffin Borelli, Borelli yes. also an OCU alone. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and then you were in the first presentation of my of my Orpheus Eurydice musical,
2: Talonback. Back. I just saw a uh, video recently of your last performance, because I couldn't come. Oh, did like, you yeah, Madge singing it, but you have, didn't. You have like these backup. Mm-hmm. It was amazing. Thank you. you. Turned it into like a whole power female woman like moment. I loved it. Thank you very much. Yeah, Thank you. super cool. But you were the first one to sing it. Thank you. Mm-hmm.
0: Trailblazer. Thank oh. you. So, upon graduating from OCU, what would you say your type or brand was back then?
2: Was yes. Um. Well, I would say as a person, I was generally a lot more nervous okay. <laughs> when I came out of college. Just because, uh, you know, Texas upbringing. Thank you. Yeah, I think I have I played a lot of, like, kind of nervous, uh, like, nerd, super character-y nerd types. And maybe the, like, doe-eyed, like, innocent guy. Okay. I played, I played, I think I did a lot of those kind of roles. I played Dean and mm-hmm. All Shook Up and... I played um, Scott in Dear Edwina, I originated that off-Broadway, and I was in a bunch of like ensembles. Every now and then I played like a thug, but I just like lowered my voice just like, hey. (laughs) 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 They gave me a suit that was like my dad's suit so that I looked broader. (laughs) I love that that's your low voice. Yeah, Yeah, that was my low voice. Still a ten or (laughs) two.
0: How and why did that evolve? You've played the MC in Cabaret. Mm-hmm. You've played Usnavi in In the Heights twice. Yes. In, like, the last year. Yeah. You've played... You, of course, played Pablo on Broadway in Sister Act. Mm-hmm. Uh, you played Turk in Tarzan. And yes. you played Clopin in Hunchback. I did. So, so I guess the question is multi-pronged. One is, like, like what's the through line there?
2: Um, the through line there for me is an embracing of all of my colors. Mm. I think when I came out of college, I was kind of just like playing it very safe. And as I started to grow as a human being living in New York and being exposed to a lot of diversity, going out, going to Burning Man a few times, I really allowed myself to like embrace all that I am and love myself. And that allowed me to channel all of my truth into my art. And that stretched me to my polar opposites, you know what I mean? And so now, you know, if you look at my resume, <laughs> um, <laughs> you can see that I, like, ha- I play typically, like, unconventional leading man, like, Usnavi, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I also just did um, uh, Victor in Yerma uh, down at Huntington Theatre Company, a, uh, a new play, uh, adaptation of a old play. Um, and Or I'll play, like, really extreme character roles, like... My Clopin was, like, closer to the cartoon where he was just, like, a bonkers, like, jester. And my MC was really pushing the limit also. And, um, yeah, so... And I I find that when I play those roles that are kind of more aligned with my truth, like, I have more fun because you literally are shining without editing. You're just, like, opening yourself to the channel of the flow better than trying to curate your performance like nobody wants to hear something that is like perfect. You want something that's messy <laughs> exactly. because that's like us. We're that's, beautiful.
0: Well, it's also live theater. Yeah. There's, there is no second take. Yeah. I was saying through line and then you just changed it effortlessly to like your truth. And right. so is that what you would see your, like your through line is just like being your, your truest self
2: or, yeah, I, you know, or in being that, like the
0: truest version of those characters through your,
2: uh, you know, I think it's the same thing for me. Uh, if you know how, like whenever you're looking at a role or something, you're like, okay, what is this person's objective? They're super objective, you know what I mean? What are they trying to, like, what is their truth that you can crack into the yeah. character? I think my personal Ernie's is truth, just living truthfully always in my word, in my actions, in my performance, and I think that working on that in my own life just carries on to my. Uh, it's easier to channel in my performance.
0: Do you find that tracks with, um, like, the stuff that you make on your own? When you did your duplex concert a couple years ago, like, for me, that was, like, an aha moment watching you do that concert. Uh, I was like, oh,
2: I see what Ernie's about now. And I don't know if I had seen that. That I think that was a shift. Now, that I never thought about it, but I think putting on that, that show allowed me to just be vulner, really vulnerable for the first time because I was creating a show that was you know you know this yeah. you're constantly creating it's like yeah. oh I have complete creative control like what do I want to sing what do I want to say yeah. and so you know by just making that um, cabaret I in essence learned a lot more about myself and then just kept following my you know as my friend JP says your why <laughs> why are you in this why are you doing this you know what I mean Yeah. truth truth reflection you know that's what I'm about from my seat where I'm
0: sitting you have had a lot of success as a working theater professional. Oh, thanks, man. You're welcome. Um, In those times when theater gigs are slimmer, like, what
2: skills or interests have you developed to, like, either feed your belly or your soul? You know, this is recent that I've discovered what I need and I've started taking care of myself. There was a time before, uh, maybe, like, five years ago or six years ago, yeah, that I was just kind of, like, trying to fill myself up with the wrong things and recognizing what feels, actually does fill you up is really, really important, you know, rather than what depletes you. Um, your question was, what do I do to fill myself up, right? Yep. Um, well, it's different every day, honestly. <laughs> I um, did the uh, Artist's Way once, and okay. really, really important in that thing is teaching you how to um, fill yourself back up. And one other thing there in that book is art, taking yourself out on artist dates, whatever that may be. That could be going to the park, you know, if that fills you up, uh, meditating, it can be going to the museum, going to listen to live music, playing and creating. Sometimes it's coloring for me. Sometimes it's just lay- literally just laying on the floor and listening to music with the lights off and just allowing myself just to be like open and just like, I feel like I'm communing with the universe. You know what I mean? Just yeah. like my body's relaxed, I'm listening to this music and I'm connecting to the flow. And like, and on the ba- really bad days, like, um, when I was just doing Usnavi in Wichita, I was finding that I was really blocked hmm. at one point, and I didn't realize it was because of the El Paso shooting that happened, that affects the Latino community, and I'm telling a Latino story about immigrants. And anyway, not to get into that, but you can get into. That. I, I um, anyway, I was feeling blocked, and I was getting frustrated because I was like, I, I was feeling pressured to tell the story as truthfully as I possibly could because people are dying. And the world needs to hear this message that Lin-Manuel Miranda and Kiara um, um, Alegria Yudes wrote so well in In the Heights. Um, that shows that we're all the same and we're all family. And I was feeling really pressured to do my best work. And as you know, if you're putting that pressure on yourself, <laughs> you're not going to be free. Yeah, that's the, the first step towards that. Um, right. That's, that's you controlling your performance and acting doesn't thrive in that. And so I literally had one morning I was like... I sat in the chair and I was like, okay, Ernie, we are not leaving this chair until we figure out what truth you are not telling yourself in your own life that is blocking you from being honest on stage. And I sat in the chair and I started writing, and I just breathed and I just listened to my heart, and my body, like, what am I scared to admit to myself? And then I and I was like, I admitted to myself that I was like hurting and that it's it's okay. For me to feel the way I am and I can process it and I don't have to allow, I don't have to feel the pressure of, of saving the world personally. You know, I can just do my little bit for the corner that I'm in and I (laughs) went in the shower and I cried, which was awesome. And it was, I was like, oh, I didn't realize that I needed to process this grief that I feel like the country was collectively feeling at that time, the fear and grief. And then that, that thing happened in um, Times Square where like everyone was freaking out, but it was just a... A motorcycle backfiring. Did you hear about that? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like that. I feel like that moment, like, spoke to what the whole country was feeling, just like yeah. helpless. Everyone's
0: on edge, just waiting. Right,
2: right. Anyway, I, it ended up allowing uh, that in that moment. That process allowed me to really see, find my truth and clarity, and um, the work ended up being really great and really, really well received in Wichita. So good. Good. I think I answered your question. I think you did too. <laughs> I think you
0: did too. Um, a little sidebar. So you've played Usnavi twice now. Right. What is that like to go and do it again, but with like a different cast in a different location, the different director, like how much of your previous production do you bring with you? Cause like Wichita, like you turn it around like that. So yeah, yeah. Wichita was
2: insane. We literally, it was six days. I've I watched the journey on <laughs> Facebook, and I was like, like, "Ah, ah!" I was like, okay, "How are they? So, how are they in costume and on stage already?" I know, no joke. I landed yeah. on Sunday. We had our designer run on Saturday. So, does everyone,
0: <laughs> speaking broadly, does does like everyone in that show like have they all done it at least
2: once? Is that um like half? Is that your experience? Half or? of the principals had. Okay. Like I, I think had. That helps. Yes. Um, the the two Rosadios were um. Uh, Natalie Toro the famous Google her she's amazing and uh, Danny Bolero amazing also uh, they were on the original uh, first national tour okay. I think Danny played it on Broadway also the um, Gabriela who played um, Vanessa she had done the show before but she hadn't played Vanessa okay. but everybody else I think oh besides the uh, Piraguero Jonathan he also played done the show before. but yeah all the ensemble like none of them had done the show so and they were learning so much choreography and I have no I literally still don't know how they remembered all of it.
1: And that was thing? like their
2: fifth show in the whole season. So like they had just been going, 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 doing that for five shows. Um, but to answer your question about how they're different, yeah um, they couldn't have been any more different actually because the one in Orlando, it was a thrust stage. Mm-hmm. So you know we had audience on three sides and it was really immersive and this one we, uh, and in Wichita we had, the um, tour set which is in a big proscenium and it was like a sea of 2100 people it was insane wow Um, but I think the stuff that I brought over was uh, the work that I had done before uh, the first time I did Usnavi like getting into who he was I brought that all with me so that I could review and then build on what I had already come to know about who he was as a person because the journey that he gets to go on is unparalleled in my career so far. It's amazing.
0: Yeah. Well, I need to see you do it, so can you do it again, please?
2: <laughs> I'm here. I'm available.
0: There you go. There <laughs> a you lot go. of
2: artists call me for booking. Uh, let's see. I've got
0: three more questions. Question one. What advice would you give those listening who are thinking about doing something new, whether that's a side hustle or a hobby or going back to school while holding down a job? Like, what would you... What, what advice would you impart to those people.
2: I'm gonna give you the advice that people give me whenever I'm feeling anxious about something that is new or taking that leap. They always just say, across the board, everyone always says in different words, but they they all mean the same thing. Just lean into it. Don't resist it. I mean, obviously listen to your heart, but you know, change is a constant and you have to be used to just leaping. And the, in my experience, the universe always, knock on wood, always catches me. Um, but just, just do it, push yourself to new extremes, like try something new because you know, you're obviously doing something new because what, what you were doing wasn't working. So allow yourself Mm. to step into that new thing and allow yourself to evolve really. So life's more fun. Take risks.
0: (laughs) Follow up question. Yes. Um, (laughs) what's a recent leap that you've
2: made? I kind of feel like every time I leave a job and come back to the city, like, it feels like a new leap. And I'm, like I said, I'm having a really good year this year because of my amazing agents at um, Avalon, Avalon Artists. Um, I had a lot of sh- shows lined up in a row this year. So uh, I did, basically I did Gotham, my TV, my TV mm-hmm. thing last um, fall, and then I did Usnavi in the Heights, in which I booked this Usnavi, which was already... Uh, Um, on the books for this fall and I filled in my agents filled in with me um, the MC and Cabaret and then um, Yerma out in Boston so at the end of this In the Heights in Wichita I didn't have I don't have any jobs lined up any like long term jobs I have a few little I have a few readings and um, a performance in DC but no big long work so it feels like when you leave a gig that you're leaping into the unknown again and you're In essence, kind of starting over. You're not really because you have experience, but that was my last big leap, I think. (laughs) That totally makes sense. Hey, just got to embrace change, right? Mm Because, you know, this business is always changing. I
0: should let you know I was uh, Googling you. You Um, Googled me? I did Google you. Well, did anything bad come up? No, no. (laughs) No, it was all very flattering. Oh, good. Um, But, like, if if you type in Ernie Prunetta, like, the third word that pops up automatically is Gotham. I just thought you should know that. Oh, really? Yeah. So someone's out there Googling Ernie Panetta Gotham. Dang. And it's not me.
2: It was so cool doing that show. I watched that
0: episode and Yeah. yeah it was it's uh, amazing. It was what crazy doing filming TV. It's yeah.
2: incredible. Like I, how did that come to be? How did that happen? Um, my I mean, I just went to the audition. It's the first um, TV audition that, with my new agency that they sent me to, and I just randomly booked it, and I was like, Okay. <laughs> it's actually my first um like, legit TV thing that I've done. Yeah, you had lines. Yeah, I had lines. I was a co-star, thank you. Um, No, it was really cool. I mean, I had my own trailer, and I uh, was wearing, like, Burberry clothes. (laughs) Like, my outfit was, like, all, like, super expensive stuff. And uh, we were in this random warehouse in in, uh, in Boston, in uh, Brooklyn. And it was just crazy how well orchestrated the whole thing is. And everybody's, like, it literally felt like you were in Gotham, and we just... film and TV is like so different than theater because you know uh, you know theater you like rehearse and then like okay we get in our body and then like we get to do it a lot but like I I got to that set we just literally with the director he was like okay we're gonna go here and do this and then like that and then you're like okay we talk through the lines one time then we all go to a tent and people go and stand in and like find where we're gonna be standing and then when we come in we just go and have to hit our marks that those people have already found and like as you're coming in, you have to, like, you know, if, like, I had to avoid a camera that was, like, right here on tracks as I was, like, coming in to say my lines to somebody. And, like, the lighting director got mad at me one time because my hand was, like, blocking light on the star's face that I wasn't even aware of. Yeah. But... we well, also trying to act. Yeah. I mean, you're, like, acting in the scene. But, like, in film, you have to be kind of, like, multi... What's the word I'm looking for?
0: Just hyper-aware.
2: Hyper-aware. Yeah. Ha- yeah. Hyper-aware um, of everything around you. Cause like they, you don't want to be the person that is costing the studio more money because they're having to take more time and they're like mm-hmm. racing daylight or whatever. So, but it was absolutely incredible. I loved every second. I can't wait to do it again. Um, and everybody was super kind and super professional. And it was it was a dream, honestly. It was so cool, except- and I went
0: like to f-ing Gotham, like what? Yeah, Don't you flip. did. You leave it, bleep it. Cause I remember like when we lived in Casa de Gay, like we would watch Smallville together. Oh my and- God! Yeah. yes, we did. Yeah, ooh, Tom Welling. <sighs> Tom Welling,
2: he will always be my Superman.
0: <laughs> same, same. Um, I was getting my nails done the other day, and I kid you not, somebody saved me by Remy Zero came on the radio. And I was like, what station is this? Oh God. And like no one else, you know, there was clearly like, no anybody, one else anybody? in that room. I was like, I was like There's, this song is just for me mm. and Ernie. Um, let's see. Where can people see
2: what you're up to? Well, I actually just launched my new website today. What? Yes. If you can just go to www.erniepruneda.com. That's E-R-N-I-E-P-R-U-N-E-D-A.com. You can see, uh, media clips. You can see, uh, photos of my last production. I'm starting to, like, do a blog where I, like, talk about my process. Love it. Um, which is really cool. And, um... The amazing Matthew Udland helped me upload it. Matthew Udland? Yeah, because I... As uh, I live and breathe. A fellow OCU alumni. Yes. Um, I just was visiting him when I was in Wichita. I stayed and hung out with him and his beautiful family, and of course, uh, Leslie Davis, his wife. Um, Hi, guys. And Wally, their dog. Shout out to Wally. Uh, My final question, instead of asking you what's next, because I
0: think that's kind of a rude question sometimes, and it gives me anxiety when people ask me that. Okay. Instead of asking you that, I want to know, what are you thankful for?
1: Oh I love that.
2: What am I thankful for? Well of course, I am thankful for um, you bringing me out of this podcast what? and like also you know, like we talked about like earlier, creating something that is a balm to the rest of humanity like you're allowing us to laugh, to take our minds off of you know, the stresses of the world, which it feels like they're countless right now. And I just like, I'm so thankful that people are creating art and continue to create art and push the envelope and do really zany and fun and scary things. So that way we can continue to be challenged and um, grow and remember things we forget, like love each other, like hello. Hello. (laughs) Um, I'm also thankful for all the beautiful support The people support me in my career. Um, I am surrounded by amazing friends who continue to ask me to sing for them. and um, Always. uh, And my amazing agents, of course. I have to thank them because they're amazing. Let's set up
0: the show and the song. Yes! All right. So this is a song from my new show, Monkey Trouble Unleashed.
2: Unleashed!
0: (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Um, Which is debuting at the Duplex on Sunday, October 6th at 6.30 p.m. You're welcome for that early start time. And, yeah, so all these episodes are leading up to that. So I'm having members of the cast and the creative team come on, and I'm interviewing a lot of them uh, to get us psyched up for the show. And so Ernie is playing the character of Sam, who is a piano tuner who also happens to be blind and um, of a gay persuasion. And he (laughs) becomes the—I don't know how to say that. He's gay. He's gay. When he's He's gay, gay, he's gay. He's gay. What do you want from me? And um, he becomes, um, like, he's the love story. He's the love interest for Danny, the protagonist. Uh, but he's a lot more than that. And um, Ernie was kind enough to learn and uh, record his first song in the show, which is called Strong Hands. Hi, it's me, Joel B. New from the future. Here's some more stuff it would be helpful to know. The scene is in an old abandoned piano factory where Danny stands guard while Bart does something dubious in the other room. Ernie's character, Sam, has been hired by somebody to tune a few abandoned pianos. Who that somebody is is not important. What is important is Danny is still very shy and very afraid of pianos. Strong Hands is Danny's and the audience's introduction to Sam, who likens proper care of a piano to the proper care of a significant other, romance is in the air that Sam and Danny share. Meanwhile, bad things are happening to Bart in the other room. We now return you to our regularly scheduled episode, already in progress.
2: And it's like they're meet cute. Um... <laughs> what now? What is meet cute for those of us who don't know? Oh, thank you, Ernie. Maybe some people don't know. Yeah, so like it's. I guess it's like a TV movie. Like term,
0: but it's it's that moment in shows where the two people who are going to fall in love meet for the first time, and it's usually something cute that um, happens transpires in between them. So
1: it's like <laughs> it's like when
2: you meet, and, and then something cute happens, so then you like want to do it again. <laughs> well, that's
0: what you know. That's the answer you get when you <laughs> ask, ask such a question, <laughs> Ernie. Where I love, the no, I love it. Where the answer is implied. <laughs> In the question. Me and Q. It's crazy. It's crazy how it. well that worked out. Um, so, so Ernie is singing Strong Hands. And um, yeah, you're the first person I've heard sing it other than uh-huh. me.
2: Aw. Well, it was, it's been great. I mean, I love your stuff. That's fun. Thank you. Yeah. I, I Did can't... you say where people can get tickets for this show? I don't know if you
0: They mentioned. can go to com slash monkey.
2: Slash <laughs> monkey? Yes.
0: Joelvenew.com slash monkey. <laughs> <laughs> the URL is also like, on instagram of course and if you follow me on facebook which i'm really not doing anything on there it's there um um, but it's there i think it's on twitter too and i don't really tweet do you tweet
2: i you know i don't tweet yeah it sounds like too much work to me there's like maybe that's me being old but i just like i feel like twitter you have to just constantly being like be like focused on it there's a listening and reading and like little clips like i don't i don't need all that in my brain
0: no same Instagram, like, if I post one photo a day, I feel like I've, like, done something. Yep. Yeah, that's all you need. Yep. Yeah. Um, so, go to julebinu.com slash monkey and buy your tickets. Um, they're just $15. There's a two-drink minimum. Um, come see the whole show. We're doing the songs, the dialogue, um, cast of five. It's very funny, I think. Yay! Super weird. Um, yeah, so that's it. And... Last, Ernie, I, wanted, I I am thankful for oh. you Aww. for being Aww. such a loyal friend for years. We can bleep that.
2: We're bleeping that. Yeah, we're definitely <laughs> bleeping
0: that. When I took a leap in undergrad, and I was like, I think I should be writing musicals and not necessarily starring in them or anything like that. You know, you were of a small bunch of people that was like, yes, how can we help? And mm-hmm. I wrote that first show, and you starred in it with TIFF, and... I've been on that path ever since, and so I want to thank you uh-huh. for having me. my pleasure, man. Me.
2: I'm happy to yeah. you know, help you on your journey anyway, can. Thank you, same. Also,
1: did we just have a meet-cute? I think, <laughs> we, think we did.
2: <laughs> 15 years later.
1: Oh. Um, uh, can you, no, yes, has think. I don't know, we'll look it up. Yeah. More, more like a, I don't know, <laughs> an, an appointment
0: cute. <laughs> <laughs> like a, I know you cute. Yeah, it's been a while, cute. <laughs> You're for it I'm sure it's in there. Alright, we alright, we gotta go. Um, <laughs> alright. From from Shetler Studios, who we love. Um this <laughs> Who is not sponsoring us. Who's not sponsoring this, but they should. They but should they should damn it. Damn it. From Shetler Studios <laughs> in New York City <laughs> on fifty fourth and what seventh? Fifty fourth 54th, 54th
2: between uh is it Broadway Broadway and eighth? Yeah. Yes.
0: Um this is Joel B new.
2: And Ernie Prunella
0: saying thank you for dropping by for something new.
1: Pianos are like people, they fall apart if you neglect them. Pianos are like people, except they like when you correct them. Pianos need strong hands showing how much they care if played by the wrong hands. Are you still there? Pianos are like people, they can get injured if you pound them. Pianos are like people, except I like to be around them. Pianos need strong hands, with a sensitive touch, if played by the wrong hands. Thank you so much. are great at ignoring what is right there on the page. Every last notation disappears, even songs you know sound foreign, you're a monkey in a cage, sticking to bananas in your ears. are like people, I try to fix whatever's missing. Pianos are like people, except some people never listen. Before too long, hands leave as quick as they came. I'm looking for strong
2: I wore them specifically for you. I am so mad and they're like so clean. Thank
0: you. Well they're they're new. Did you know I'm also a Hufflepuff? Puff?
2: Did we talk about this? We have not talked about this!
1: I'm also a Hufflepuff. I have no idea. Yeah, bitch. Of course Puff. Puff. Puff it up. Puff it up. <laughs>